Now on WOC, the QC Current puts a focus on our beautiful bi-state riverfront destination. Presented by Visit Quad Cities, it's a weekly look at untold stories of the Quad Cities region and the history, people, events, and businesses that make this area unique. Here's the host of the QC Current, Hannah Ginder. Good morning, QC. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this is the QC Current, a radio show created by Visit Quad Cities with a focus on telling the untold stories of our bi-state, riverfront destination. From little-known history to new innovations to quirky personalities, this show brings you deeper into the Quad Cities and leaves you ready to explore it yourself. This is the Quad Cities, where we're always reaching, always growing, always genuine, and always current. Well, it's the final QC Current episode of 2020 and the final episode of season one of the QC Current. We've spent the last three months highlighting some amazing entrepreneurs, quad citizens, businesses, nonprofits, and more. And this is honestly without planning, but I've seen some real themes develop amongst every guest we've had this year. And I think the number one theme has to be collaboration. Looking back to episode two with Mississippi River Distilling Company, they sourced nearly all of their ingredients locally and were collaborating with local businesses to get their hand sanitizer out in the QC. And then there's Oh So Sweet by Tiffany, who is constantly collaborating flavors on their cupcakes and creating new events with other businesses as well. And then not to mention the festival show that had honestly too many collaborations to even begin to list here. Truly, all through this season, collaboration has been a huge part of every single week. And if this isn't something to brag about, I don't know what is. Our local entrepreneurs are boosting one another up constantly, proving there's no cap on success, and creating even more unique experiences and flavors and new ideas for Quad citizens and visitors to enjoy. Well, Quad Cities, I hope you've had a wonderful healthy, happy holiday season, and now in these last few days of December, we're wrapping up an unprecedented year of 2020. Unprecedented. How many times do you think we've heard that word used this year? I would bet I've heard it more times this year than the previous 20 years combined. But the pandemic really isn't what we want to focus on this episode. In this episode, we want to take a look at some of the QC's greatest highlights of 2020. Even in a year like 2020, there's still plenty of good to be found. One of my own highlights this year, and I think anyone else in attendance would have to agree, was the Quad City Bank and Trust Riverfront Pops concert. I was lucky enough to snag a spot at the outdoor socially distanced concert. My mom came down from Minnesota to join me, which was so great. And it was just one of those soul-filling live music experiences that I absolutely love. But... I'll let Brian Baxter, Executive Director of the Quad City Symphony Orchestra, tell you a bit more about the event. When asked about our highlight of the 2020 year, I would have to say it was our Quad City Bank and Trust Riverfront Pops concert. If we can think way back to March of 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic forced the cancellation of the QCSO's remaining concerts of the season and put everything in jeopardy for the next season, one of our biggest concerns was how are we going to open our new season like we always do with our biggest event of the year, the Quad City Bank and Trust Riverfront Pops. Now, with this event being outdoors, it had a very strong possibility of continuing amidst the pandemic. 
However, every detail of the event had to be reconsidered. Our main goal was to keep everything we possibly could from the traditional event to maintain its spirit. And after much consideration, we decided that the 2020 Quad City Bank and Trust Riverfront Pops would be an in-person event at LeClaire Park on a different day, but with a myriad of health and safety precautions vetted and supported by our great friends at the Scott County Health Department. To safely distance the audience, our team measured the park painstakingly and came up with an intricate map of group plots that allowed us to have 25% capacity crowd. As they say, with the best laid plans often going awry, the final two weeks before the event brought with them a slew of new obstacles. As we'd originally feared, construction in the park was not complete, and worse yet, it had crept into the park itself, and we'd now lost a number of our spaces, our plots, due to the encroachment. Uh, to ensure that everyone who had purchased a plot would have a spot in the park, we did haul ticket sales. And now there was that, but then the one thing that can stop both an outdoor event and any construction in its tracks is the weather. With six days of straight rain, not only was construction not able to resume, but large puddles had claimed additional plots in the park. And this challenge, which was kind of unseasonable at that time of year, um, really led to some great innovation on our team. We were determined to fit all of our sold plots in the park and give everyone the, that musical experience that they were desiring. So a new map was formed, a team of QCSO staff and volunteers braved the rain all day on an unseasonably cold Friday to get set up for the big day. Saturday came, the day of the event was surprisingly easy. The sky cleared, the temperature was perfect, the audience arrived masked with their rain boots and tarps, fully prepared to brave a soggy park to once again enjoy live music. The tribute band was fantastic, performing all of Fleetwood Mac's beloved hits. The QCSO musicians delivered an amazing performance, especially on the two traditional closing numbers, ending a perfect day with a brilliant fireworks display. We are so proud of what we were able to accomplish and that we were able to provide an opportunity for the Quad Cities community to safely come together and have that shared cathartic experience that live music brings. Now, as we look ahead to the year 2021, it's hard to believe we're already there, but here we are. I'd say the thing we are most looking forward to in May, on May 15th, we are planning to perform with Renee Elise Goldsberry. Renee Elise Goldsberry is a fabulous singer, fabulous star. Um, she's an original cast member of Hamilton. She's joining us for an evening of Broadway pop and soul favorites to perform with our Quad City Symphony Orchestra. Um, she's a Tony Award and a Grammy Award winner. Um, and this performance is going to feature a whole lot of hits, including from Hamilton, from Rent, from The Lion King, plus songs uh, by Aretha Franklin, Ella Fitzgerald, Bob Dylan, and more. So it's going to be a really, really fun show. Uh, and I, I'm very optimistic about this one. I think it, it's one the community will really enjoy. So again, that's May 15th. We're really looking forward to that. And I hope to see you all there. For more information on that concert you can head over to qcso.org. Thank you so much for the time on this appearance and uh, wishing you all health and happiness and safety as we close this year and open a new one. Live music is a huge part of the Quad Cities creative energy. So I had to reach out to River Music Experience, or RME, 
to hear a bit about their 2020 highlights too. Hello everybody, Brett Dale here. And Kate Dale here. From the River Music Experience. We're here to have a quick chat with you guys. Thank you for the opportunity to talk. Just kind of about the state of the River Music Experience, the year of 2020. We have had some amazing successes. And what we're looking forward to next year, Miss Kate, the live music industry completely stopped. However, you've done a great job by making sure the mission, the, the listen learn and play aspect of it is continuing what has been going on in your world yeah i mean when the pandemic hit in march we had to totally close our doors and stop all live music um you know which which was scary at first but you know after taking a pause and a breath we realized uh you know we can do something with this. The weather was turning. We decided to bring the music to the people, and we developed a program called Curbside Concerts, where we would bring local Quad City musicians to your, you know, your driveway, your cul-de-sac, the outside of your business, and we would bring the music to you in a safe, socially distant way. And that's been really successful. Uh, people have really loved it uh, so much that we've continued it on this winter with a caroling program. For curbside carols and uh you know we we took the best of a bad situation and it's been it's brought a lot of joy to people in kind of an uncertain time so we're, we're thankful for that and i know brett with the education programs we do at rme you've had to kind of do the same yeah we've had to completely scale back one big success this year was we po- uh, we put together and formed a plan of how to bring our educational programs to all kids in the greater Quad City area, uh, which is amazing. And then the pandemic happens. So what do we do? Panic set in, whether it's live music or education. We decided to try anything. And one of the things, the first thing that stuck was Army's Music Lab, where we get together Monday through Friday, 10 to 10.30 a.m., and we have an absolute blast. We talk about music education, bands, history, some artists, we play songs, sing along, kids songs to Elvis, you got it, everything in between. And it's been a ton of fun. We're still able to run our educational programs online, whether it's through Zoom. We just had about 30, 35 Boy Scouts on Zoom, just for an example. And we're, you know, you can play music, show videos, have fun. Setting up those types of programs, our flagship River Currents program, or singing a few songs for like pre-K, um, videos going to schools and certain teachers, kind of everything's online, but it's working. We didn't know if it would. And it, you know, our reach has grown more education-wise because of our opportunities that the pandemic kind of showed us, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's opportunity around every corner and we're really lucky that we're prevalent right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's all that you can do. And, you know, looking forward into 2021, you know, while we're still waiting for these vaccines to kick in to so we can all get back together, you know, for from a from a musician standpoint, we're looking at doing more artist development opportunities. We're looking at uh, bringing musicians together for more collaborations, talking podcasts, learning about what people are up to. Um, you know, we're, we're figuring out ways to how to connect the music community more. And I'm really excited about 
what we're able to roll out. I can't tell you everything right now, but but stay tuned on our website, and we'll, um, we're really looking forward to a brighter year in 2021. You've always been great about that, the community as a whole, supporting each other, uh, bringing the musicians together, even the people who love music together. That's kind of a big part of what I think our focus is in education also, is making sure kids have the instruments that they need or lessons that they need to succeed in band or orchestra just to see if they like music. But even if not, they don't want to play music, it's creating music appreciators in the Quad Cities. So the older they get, they mo- they, the more they know of the history of all genres of music, artists, local artists, and maybe they'll come out and support live music once they're older and uh i don't know we got great jobs i'm really proud of you and our whole entire team at the rme so thanks for what you do miss kate and thank you for teaching the children about Ah, music it's a blast all right everybody thank you for the opportunity we're signing off brett and kate from the river music experience happy holidays bring the music to the people you've got to love that creativity and determination You can stay up to date with RME and their plans for 2021 at rivermusicexperience.org. This year, the Figgy Art Museum celebrated their 15-year anniversary. If you're not familiar with the Figgy, it is the premier art exhibition and education facility between Chicago and Des Moines, located right in downtown Davenport. To tell us a bit more, here's Natalie Dunlap with the Figgy Art Museum. Well, 2020 was a year unlike any other. The Figgy has a lot to celebrate, and we continue to bring art and people together, not only in the museum, but also outside the museum through our virtual museum, which was newly created this year. And this digital platform features exhibitions, programs, art activities, and more, um, allowing us to bring the Figgy experience safely to everyone everywhere. The weekly Thursdays at the Figgy programming that we do every Thursday night went virtual as well. Um, And in addition to that, our free family days were also virtual. And these allowed the community to participate and be part of these special programs from home. The museum also was able to pay off the remaining construction debt in May, thanks to the dedicated support of community partners, including the Bechtel Trusts, John Deere Foundation, Regional Development Authority, Scott County Regional Authority, Vision Iowa, City of Davenport, Quad City Bank and Trust, the family of Carolyn C. Moon, and more. The museum is now poised for continued growth as we look ahead. In addition, the Figgy celebrated its 15th anniversary on August 6, 2020. To celebrate this milestone, the museum held 15 days of virtual events, from artist studio tours and art classes to hot glass demonstrations and behind-the-scenes tours. There were a variety of events for all interests. We are delighted to share all of these triumphs in a year that was certainly challenging for everyone. We at the Figgy have so much to look forward to in 2021. First, we are thrilled about the Figgy's second major exhibition, supported by the Major Exhibitions Endowment, that will be coming to the museum on February 20th. For America, 200 Years of Painting from the National Academy of Design will bring over 90 works by iconic American artists to the Midwest, many for the first time. Through paintings by Winslow Homer, William Merritt Chase, Charles White, and other historical and contemporary masters, it will present a unique history of American art through the lens of the artists themselves and the National Academy, which is the oldest honorary society in America. We look forward to sharing this important story with the community. In February, the Figgy will have a number of ways to connect with the museum. The first is a Valentine's dinner to go on Saturday, February 13th, cooked by Chef Jason Stewart of the Figgy Cafe. 
A full menu will be available soon at www.figgyartmuseum.org. On Valentine's Day, Sunday, February 14th, the Figgy will have its second annual day of giving. This is a day you can show your love for the Figgy by making a donation. On Fat Tuesday, February 16th, the Figgy will be reimagining our annual Cajun Cook-Off event. Participants will have the opportunity to order a Fat Tuesday party pack to go from Chef Jason Stewart of the Figgy Cafe. Chef Stu will provide Cajun food to go and also cocktails and party favors so you can celebrate Fat Tuesday at home. We are also really excited to share another big exhibition that's coming in June of 2021. Pop Power from Warhol to Kuhn's Masterworks from the collections of Jordan D. Schnitzer and his Family Foundation. This exhibition expands beyond the ordinary exhibition of pop art, which is now a historical movement of the 1960s, and it explores the work of pop artists such as leaders Andy Warhol and Roy Lichtenstein, next to that of their present-day neo-pop heirs, including power including powerhouses such as the American Jeff Koons and his English counterpart, Damien Hirst. We look forward to being able to gather in person safely and are working to heal the community through art as we embark on 2021. We are excited to see more people in person at the museum so we can not only bring art and people together, but also provide a place where people can heal through the power of art after a trying year for so many. The Figgy provides the opportunity to learn, connect, engage, and escape. We hope the community will take time to experience everything the Figgy has to offer. From classes and Thursday programming to traveling exhibitions and shopping the museum store, each experience is different, so visit often and show your support. The museum is open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday, and noon to 5 on Sunday. Admission is $10 for adults, $6 for seniors and students with ID, $4 for children ages 4 to 12, and children under the age of 4 are free. Admission is free to everyone on Thursday evenings from 5 to 8 p.m. And finally, we have one more big 2020 highlight to share with you. And when I say big, I mean literally big, large, huge, like I-74 River Bridge size. My name is George Ryan. I'm the corridor manager for the I-74 improvements in the Quad Cities. When I reflect upon all the highlights or the uh, milestones that we've completed on this project to date, certainly the, the largest milestone for 2020 was opening the new westbound I-74 River Bridge to traffic, giving the uh, residents and visitors of the Quad City area a, a new, safer structure to navigate through the Quad Cities and enhancing uh, their drive through the Quad Cities. A couple other major accomplishments during 2020 certainly would have been when we closed the steel arch and when we put the uh, arch deck steel in and when we uh, actually poured the concrete for the arch. As I look forward to accomplishments we will have in 2021, without a doubt, the uh, thing that I look most forward to is finishing the new eastbound I-74 River Bridge so that the uh, Quad Cities traffic will have the benefit of two brand new bridges and a safer, more modern interstate system to enhance transportation and safety in the Quad Cities. And of course, it goes without saying that there are so many more good stories of 2020 that happened here in the QC this year, and many more great things to come in 2021 for Quad Citizens and our visitors too. Until then, we at Visit Quad Cities encourage you to continue to support local, stay safe, and have a very happy new year. Thank you to Brian Baxter, Brett Dale, 
Kate Dale, Natalie Dunlap, and George Ryan for contributing to this episode. Well, that's a wrap on season one of the QC Current. If you missed any of our past episodes or want to re-listen, you can find us on all major podcasting apps. Just search QC Current. Or you can head over to our website, visitquadcities.com, tap Start Exploring, and there you'll find the QC Current as well. For the final time in 2020 and excitedly looking forward to Season 2 of the QC Current in 2021, I'm Hannah Ginder, and this has been the QC Current. You've been listening to the QC Current, presented by Visit Quad Cities, the official destination management and marketing organization for the Quad Cities region. Learn more about us, our region, neighborhoods, and community partners at visitquadcities.com and connect with us through your favorite social media sites. Tune in next weekend for another episode of the QC Current on WOC News Talk 1420.